Today's show is brought to you by Jubileo Gym, Covent Garden. Need an effective workout using state-of-the-art equipment in the earth of London West End? Then visit Jubileo Gym on the corner of Covent Garden, where you can also check out the gym sauna, as well as a whole host of great fitness classes. Join the best gym in central London with membership start from just £14.98 per week. Find out more at jubileogym.co.uk or telephone 020-78-364007 to work out at Jubileo Gym Covent Garden. Hello everybody, welcome to the Two Guys on Fitness podcast. You're joining me, Alan Teresa. I'm a regular gym goer. I used to say I wasn't much of a gym guy, but I've decided to stop saying that because it's not actually true anymore. I am a regular gym goer, though I'm not a professional. And next to me, right here at Jubilee Hall Gym, Covent Garden, where we are recording the podcast, is my good friend, the professional gym-going guy. He's personal trainer Julian Bertharat. Hello, Julian. As we head towards the end of February, how are you right now? Well, I start defrosting, really, because, you know, this time of the year, it's... uh, I like the sun and the warmth, so obviously, but it's good to get cold sometime and uh, it makes you want to work out more. And uh, it's also this first two, three months of the year that you set up the tone of the year. So yeah, I've been quite consistent uh, business-wise and training-wise, so all good on my side. What about you, Alan? Uh, Well, it has been a little bit cold lately, which is a bit of a bore. Uh, like most people, I find this part of the year a little bit cold and dark, but thankfully we're heading now into spring, sort of, which is a wonderful thing, so I'm very good. Now, for those of you who don't listen regularly to the two guys on Fitness Podcast, we look at all things fitness, gym, diet, and health-related, uh, and every month we try to either cover a topic of interest in that kind of arena or we do something exercise related uh, that perhaps you can try uh, wherever you work out or at home if you're not a regular gym goer yourself now uh, recently uh, we spoke to the wonderful Gabrielle about uh, his life as a fitness model and now this month we're going to speak to a chap called Callum Georgia Leaders uh, I called him a chap there I think he is a chap I'm going to call I'm going to call everybody a chap from now on uh, who is a bodybuilder who is working his way up the bodybuilding ladder and Julian has had a very interesting conversation which we'll get to later in the podcast with uh, Callum about bodybuilding about what the reality of it is if you're starting out and you want to uh, move forward with the sport I'm going to call bodybuilding a sport I think slightly controversial for some people maybe but I think it is and um, then we're going to have a little chat so uh, was it interesting talking to Callum it was so after Gabriel it was another uh, insight uh, of bodybuilding world but this time uh, the difference it's Callum is um, not a personal trainer he could be maybe he should be he, he got another job so he's doing this in parallel to that other job and that's interesting also uh, during the interview we'll find out what is uh, on motivation to go through that path and uh, it's interesting I I always uh, I think any interview when it comes to motivation where it comes from why people do things um, are important and worth it to listen by other people because they give you some uh, some clue you know about why we do things you know so that's um, so yeah all around very interesting interview and Kalum is a very nice guy as well so well that's a wonderful thing so uh, let's have a listen to the conversation and then I do believe I have a few questions myself for Julian about bodybuilding on the other side hello everyone so today we have an interview with Kalum George Alidis um, so tell me, uh, Callum, where, where does this name come from? So um, my mother is Scottish, that's the Callum side. My father is um, uh, Greek, so I'm Cypriot, half Cypriot. So Georgia Leedes is Cypriot name. 
Greek and Scottish. That's uh, and uh, as you say, like a ice and fire thing. <laughs> so, so let's start right on. So to try to understand who is Kalum. Uh, so Kalum is a member at Jubilee Hall, and that's where we did meet. And um, so I know you prepare like a, a bodybuilding uh, body competition, but let's start from the beginning. Why did you start your bodybuilding journey? So I've been training my whole life. Uh, started in the gym at 17, let's say. Um, but really my bodybuilding journey probably started about two years ago, um, around November 2020. Uh, that was kind of when the lockdowns were happening. So um, I wanted to kind of use that time to test myself for a challenge and try and make something productive of that time. Otherwise, that was otherwise quite a difficult time for a lot of people. Um, so I got in touch, I hired a bodybuilding coach, and then the last two years have kind of just been a whirlwind from there, really. It's, it's not a question I ask often when you do an, an interview here, but what do you do for a living, Kalum? Uh, so I'm in um, finance, I'm a broker. Uh, it's uh, quite high pressured, and I guess that's the reason why I do love the gym so much, because it gives me that chance to blow off some steam and really let out my frustrations from the day in a non-harmful way. That's, uh, I'm sure, I, I'm, uh, I train myself some broker, and uh, yeah, a lot of tension from work. Um, so, but I think it's important to, to mention that. So where do you train, and how long have you been bodybuilding or training for bodybuilding? So I train at two gyms currently, uh, Jubilee Hall in Covent Garden, and also uh, Muscle Works in Bethnal Green. And as mentioned, uh, bodybuilding-wise properly or seriously, let's say, for about two and a half years now. So you mentioned your coach. So how did you meet your coach, Joe Balanger? So I met him through Instagram. It was someone I who was uh, already following. Um, I liked his posts and he actually took the time out to speak to me um, way before I was a coach, just on a question that I asked him. And that kind of stuck with me. So then when I was looking for a coach, he was the first person I had in mind. We got on really well and then uh, just went for it. And uh, why did you choose, for example, online and not necessarily in a one-to-one, -one, I mean, physically? Uh, that's a good question. I haven't really thought about it, to be honest with you. But online, just it's kind of easy in that you get a training program, uh, you get your nutrition program, and then it's up to you to kind of work out in the times that you have well, work out what, when you have time to do it. Uh, with me, with quite a stressful job and, and quite busy, it would be hard for me to commit to an exact time every week. Um, so I went down the online route because of that mainly. Makes sense. And also, maybe I'm wrong in saying that, you will tell me, but I observe you training before, before these three years and you, it's, it's okay to say you you were a committed uh, fitness goer. You know, like it's not like you were like a complete newbie, so. Uh, yes. So uh, I've been training since I was 17. So I had a decent amount of experience and, you know, I've done many sports. I've always been training and had a gym background, um, focusing on the fundamentals. So like good form and things like that. But this was really just to take more the bodybuilding side of things and just push it to that next level. I did also watch you recently and uh, yeah, it's quite, it's intense, but in a intense mentally. Uh, physically, but both together. Is it okay to say that? Uh, definitely. So I kind of follow a low volume, high intensity approach. So it's uh, put everything you can into one set at a time and only do that a few times per workout rather than going through the motions and doing lots and lots of sets and lots and lots of reps. You get only a few chances. So you really have to focus and you really have to push yourself. We, we're going to talk more, about, obviously, about the, the training and how you train. You mentioned you did sport all your life. What sport did you do previously and uh, how have they influenced your training today? So growing up, um, it was a different sport every night of the week, basically. Golf, cricket, football, tennis, swimming, you name it, I've tried it. That kind of all stopped around 15 when I went to focus on golf. I went over to the States and played to uh, quite a high standard. Then golf stopped around 22 and it turned to football. So football was like 22 to 27, let's say. And again, that was to quite a high standard. So I think that's really given me uh, a background of discipline and hard work and a good athletic base to then apply to bodybuilding, which is a bit more technique, I would say, and um, 
not quite like the running around and stuff. It's more sticking to theories and technique and, and hard work. That's true. And I, me, I'm just a man of one sport, rugby. But uh, it's, it's true when, uh, when I look at your training, there is something very specific also to that kind of people. It's you don't talk really. You, you are into your... Because I, I'm a bit the same myself. I proceed by combo and I, and I really I enjoy not talking because you are your training taking off of your, of your, of your brain. So you, you conquer. Uh, definitely. It's kind of like I take my training very seriously. I want to be focused on the job at hand rather than talking to people. And, we, you know, we can do that before or after. Uh, I love watching who prepare bodybuilding because they, kind of, uh, they know how to put themselves in, a, in their bubble. And, uh, and at my level or at my, I do the same. I'm quite, I can be quite autistic, you know, when you, you train. So it's quite, it's always enjoyable. I like when it's quiet and intense. Uh, talk me through your current training week. So at the moment I am training weights four days a week. Uh, the goal at the moment for me is to um, add weight, add muscle tissue, um, and specifically in the upper body. So I'm training upper body three times a week and legs once a week. And that's uh, full upper body. So it'll be chest, back, shoulders, and arms in those three sessions. And then one, one session a week, uh, lower body. So that gives me more frequency and more volume in the upper body, which is the goal to improve that more so than the legs at the moment. Um, I do cardio seven days a week. That's usually between 20 and 30 minutes, first thing in the morning, fasted. And yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. When it comes to cardio, just like, uh, could you describe, is he um, walking, running, uh, stepping, I mean, a uh, stepper? Uh, so I've got a treadmill at home. So I do an incline walk. Um, a fast walk, but on a high incline. So it's quite difficult to uh, test you. So get the heart rate up to about 130, 140 beats. Yeah. It's, uh, so is it correct to say that when you, when you walk, it's only to burn the fat and not the muscle? Is that correct to say that? In terms of that, I guess it would be more about on, on your energy balance. But yes, um, we're not doing any high intensity stuff. Um, cardio wise, we don't want to risk the muscle. And also, um, we don't want to impact our recovery. We're still recovering from our weight session. So we, it's a low intensity. It's uh, more for a calorie burn just to help with your energy balance during the day. Also, when you're in a um, bulking phase like I am now, when you're in a calorie surplus, is to help you digest your food. Doing that cardio in the morning brings the appetite back, gets you ready for food, gets you primed so your body can take in those calories. Uh, I believe like um, people who are listening can take on board all this advice, even if you are not doing bodybuilding, because uh, too many people go on the treadmill for too long and they actually they break down the muscle, let's say, mm -hmm. and uh, so they get weaker. Uh, and maybe lose some body fat, but they mainly get weaker. Yeah, exactly. It's all about your recovery and, uh, and managing your fatigue. If you're going on the, on the uh, doing cardio for hours and hours and hours, you're going to cause yourself a lot of fatigue. So then when it comes to your weight training, you're not going to be able to perform as well, which is then not going to be able to build your new muscle or keep the muscle that you have if you're in a, in a diet phase. So what's your favorite exercise and your least favorite? My favorite thing to train is actually legs. I like the challenge. I like that it's very, very difficult and you really have to apply yourself and you kind of have to get yourself ready for a, a tough set on legs. Uh, so like a hack squat or a, or a heavy leg press would be my, my favorites. Fair enough. What about the, uh, so the least favorite? So actually it's quite funny because my least favorite exercise to train now would probably be biceps. But growing up as a teenager, it was all about arms. That's all I wanted to do, have massive arms. So I would train arms every single session. And now I just, yeah, I don't get on with it. I find it very boring. Uh, it's a specific exercise, like a leg extension will be in a, yeah, you, can, you just want to get it done, but or to put it in a workout structure. Exactly. What role does motivation play in bodybuilding and your training? So I think motivation is good to give you a reason or to get you started. Uh, you want to drop 10 pounds or you want to use this next three months productively. Um, but as humans, you know, we're emotional people. So feelings come and go. So that motivation is going to come and go. Um, it's not realistic to think that you're going to be motivated every day. So for me, even as someone who would be considered, I would consider myself really motivated. 
Um, there's days I don't want to train, but then I think you have to look to discipline, which is really going to get you to achieve your goals or get you to the places that you want to get, especially in bodybuilding, because it's consistency over time. If you have motivation, then that's great because discipline and motivation together is, is going to get you your results very quickly. Um, but motivation comes and goes, and it's, it, I think it's more discipline and being structured with your approach that really is going to get you to where you want to be. When I hear uh, talking to you, I, I realize like how often clients might have an issue with the structure and all that in their life, in their job, and it's hard to start training and to bring into that training something you do not have. And uh, because you, when you talk, you're very specific and you, you, you say you're a broker and you, you need to, you have a plan, you have a plan at work. You see what I mean? And when you go on the gym floor, you just, just uh, adapt this plan to uh, physical activity. So, yep. so I, I think that's, part of the reason why I like bodybuilding. I'm very much someone who enjoys routine. I enjoy structure. Um, I like to know what I'm doing every day and, and have a plan moving forward. And that is pretty much bodybuilding. So it, it fits me very nicely. We did talk about this lower back issue. Uh, any injury or setback along the way? So since bodybuilding specifically, touch wood, I've been okay. But throughout my years playing football and other sports, I've had a dislocated... Uh, shoulder, I've had a couple of dodgy knees and some lower back injuries. So now I'm very, like, I take a lot of time to warm up. I'm very specific with my training. I, for example, with the squats, I'll do hack squats as opposed to uh, barbell squats. So I know kind of how to manage my body personally, what works for me and what doesn't work for me. And um, also then it's knowing how, what, the, what the right volume is for you. So say, for example, if um, you do too many squats and your lower back goes, that will then impact all of your training for the next, say, week, two weeks, whatever. So it's about managing that, manning, managing where you have your issues and being very specific with your volume to make sure it doesn't become a bigger issue with your training. So tell me about your training diet, because obviously nutrition in bodybuilding is another big chapter, if maybe the main one. I think training and nutrition probably are as equally important, so it's, it's good to talk about it. Um, at the moment, uh, I'm in a bulking stage, so calories-wise, it's about 4,500. So it's almost a full-time job in itself. Uh, that's spread out over five meals. I'll try to get around half of my daily calories around my workout. So if we're taking 4,500 calories, maybe around 2,000 at least, either side of the workout, so maybe 1,000 before and 1,000 after, um, that's when the body needs energy to work out and also needs the most, uh, or is the most receptive to uh, carbohydrates and calories straight after the workout to help with the recovery. And for me, it's, it's pretty much all clean foods. Your carb source, your oats, your rice, your baked potatoes, good, good protein sources, meats, eggs, that type of thing, whey protein and um, fats from oils, uh, nut butters, nuts, that kind of thing. Uh, I follow high protein and high carb and quite low fats, considering that has kind of been the diet that I would follow. It's, uh, would you say it's easy for, uh, for you to follow uh, this diet or you really push yourself from time to, to, to follow the plan? So at the moment, eating this amount of calories is pretty difficult. You need to eat very structured, like every two and a half hours. Um, but I think the key for me, and I think for everyone else, will, this will probably help, is to find foods that digest well. So ones that sit in your stomach well, that don't, don't make you irritable, don't bloat you. Because if you're eating, say, eight or 900 calories every three or two or three hours, you know, you need that to digest well. Otherwise, if you're feeling full and bloated, you can't then get the rest of the food down. So I would say it's easy for me now that I've worked out what food sits well for me and um, putting it into that structured timings of meals is important so that you get that kind of even flow of calories throughout the day. Will it be correct to say like drinking coffee maybe help, or water? So it's very, very important to stay hydrated. I'm drinking maybe five or six liters a day. That will obviously help. Um, and also, yeah, coffee, coffee is great. Five, six liter water a day. So listen, people, there's a lot of water. <laughs> so like your body is literally like 75 or 80% um, water. It is literally, most people are chronically dehydrated. It's so, so important to drink water. And I think there's a stat that even if you're like a tiny bit dehydrated, your performance in the gym drops straight down. So for bodybuilders especially, it's, it's one of the, the top priorities. So what's the balance between training and diet? 
I would say they're both equally important. You know, some people will say it's 70% diet, 30% training or the other way around, whatever it is, but it's both 100%, especially in bodybuilding, because you need to train hard and actually give your body and your muscles a reason to grow. If you don't do that, it doesn't matter how good your nutrition is, your body's not gonna respond because you're not giving it a reason to. And on the other side, if you're training super hard, but your diet is not helping you repair and recover and grow, your training is gonna to go to waste. So they're both equally as important. You need to train hard to produce, to give yourself, your body a reason to change. And then you need to fuel yourself properly in order to repair and give your muscles what they need to, to carry on performing. What are your goals and do you have a timeline on them? My goal this year is to compete for the first time in a bodybuilding competition. Um, when I first started with my coach, I was just trying to push myself to be the best that I could be rather than actually getting on stage and competing. But after two years with him and we've got some really good results, I want to give myself that, that next push to go to the next level and actually to compete in a competition and go through that kind of real challenge of prepping yourself to get to stage lean, which is another level from just being in good shape or being lean as for, as a, for a normal person. So that will be probably July or August this year. So we've got maybe six, six months or so. Uh, and then after that, I'm not too sure. See how that goes, see if I like it, see if I don't like it, and then reassess after we've kind of done that. Do you talk about, um, you don't have to, but do you, do you talk uh, to your family, friends uh, about your, your goals? I mean, you know, these things, because it's pretty much like for some people, it might be maybe not scary, you know, but just like a cliche, you know, there's a lot of cliche. So do you talk to friends, family around about your, these? Or? Um, yes, uh, it, different people, depends. People who are interested in, in training and that type of thing, I'll tell them everything and, and all the plans and all the goals and they'll be, right, we're going to come and watch you and this, that and the other. And then obviously there are other, some of my friends who aren't really into training or nutrition. So maybe I'll keep the details a little bit less for those kind of guys. I understand. I, I never done uh, anything about bodybuilding or two-horse competition, but as a rugby man, I really understand this uh, pushing yourself, adrenaline, the step on stage and all that. So your ambition is to be where in a year time? Uh, that's a good question. In terms of bodybuilding, Um, I think six months to get on stage, to push myself to really um, be in the best shape that I've ever been in my life uh, and see what that experience is like for me and then to plan from there. So it could look very different based on that first six months. If I love it, then we'll carry on and, and then probably try to grow some more and go again for the following year for some more competitions. If it's something that was maybe a one or two time thing and I, it ticked a box, then it would probably look like a, a completely different path. So it's kind of only up to six months for now and then a reassessment after that to see what the, what the next year looks like. What would be your advice to anyone starting out in bodybuilding? Let's say bodybuilding first and then maybe competition. So my first piece of advice would be, it's a long game. Uh, to really change your body and see big, big results that you need for, for bodybuilding, you're talking about years rather than weeks or months. So patience, definitely, and research. Understanding um, how to train effectively, how to grow muscle and understanding nutrition to really give yourself the right fuel to, to, for your training, uh, they're key. It's, it's the basics that you need to understand, but it's really important because you could put tons of time in at the gym, but you're not being effective with that time. And then you could be messing it all up by not having the right diet. So get the basics first. That could either be through self-study or hiring a good coach. I really stepped up my knowledge and my results when I hired a coach. Having someone there who has the knowledge and um, can really push you and keep you accountable is definitely going to help you. Um, not everyone can afford that at the start, especially maybe they're not quite sure if this is going to be for them long term. There's tons of free information online. So really, it's about probably patience, doing your research and then hard work and effort. It, it's the basics, really. Yeah. And again, I like to uh, I, I keep thinking about this parallel between 
again, all you say could be, you can apply that people who just start training at a very low level can understand, like when you, when you say like it's very uh, appealing, when you say like you need to understand how the body works, I mean, it's a basic, and it, it's very true, obviously, if you go to bodybuilding, but it's very true if you just want to turn up on the gym floor and train, you know, like, uh, so. I'd say, I'd say it's more so, one, you need to learn to keep yourself safe, but also just not to waste your time. You know, if, if, you're, if you're making the effort to go to the gym, to pay the money for the gym membership, and then you spend an hour or 45 minutes, whatever it might be, not really doing anything, you're gonna get frustrated, you are gonna lose motivation. And that's why you probably see people who stop after a, uh, a month or so, because they're not getting the, the results that they're expecting. But it could just be helped with that little bit of research or that li little bit of extra knowledge to really give them a good kick in the right direction. And in your case, like you, you did a lot of sport, and uh, or, uh, that give you like a, a sense of what is the physical activity. Imagine those people just come to the gym and do not have this background. They were just, I don't know, artists or whatever. And you start your physical journey activity you know, on the gym floor, where basically it's just a machine. That it's, you know, it's like learning uh, Chinese in a, when you're on your 50, you know? <laughs> so where can uh, we find you? Uh, what social media are you on? Just like, if you don't mind to lose some privacy. <laughs> No, that's fine. Um, so mainly I use Instagram. Um, it's at CG Trains, CG and then Trains the word. Um, I post a few bits and pieces. Uh, more, it's more my journey. So if people want to follow along, that's great. But if anyone goes on there and sends me questions, I'm more than happy to, to message people back uh, and help people out. It's very nice of you. And uh, it's... It's how we should work in a, in a gym, like people just, you know. You should, I, um, 30 years ago, I used to harass people on the gym floor. <laughs> and uh, and uh, by, uh, by then it was free, you know, it was like just a chat, you know. And nowadays with, uh, uh, with all the, the PT world things, you have the sense like you have to pay for everything. And you say online, there's a lot of things. And uh, back to online, uh, uh, could you where, um, could you remind me where you can find your online coach, for example? Uh, so my coach is um, Joe Ballinger. He's on Instagram. It's Joe Ballinger Fitness. Um, he puts out tons of good free information, and he, again, he will answer any questions that people have for him as well. Definitely check him out. Well, it was uh, very instructive, but uh, beware people that Calum was already somebody into fitness. Uh, but again, there's a lot of advice any, anyone can take on board. And uh, yeah, and you can check out when Calum trained Jubilo because it's uh, observing, he's already learning. So, um, and thank you very much. Julian, thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. So that's Callum, Georgia Leaders, and Julian Bertha out there talking all things bodybuilding. So, Julian, let me ask you a few questions. And first of all, um, I just want to know, what do you think of bodybuilding in principle? What's your views on it? Well, rugby and bodybuilding are different, but by some aspects, they are very similar. So now, what do I think of bodybuilding principle? I think those people are very, seems to be very knowledgeable, you know, obviously, because that's their passion. Uh, a bodybuilder will tend to keep increasing his muscle mass through his training for months and uh, a year which makes his training quite demanding, uh, obviously, because it means like you, from my understanding, you have to keep increasing the weights and the chart on the bar. Um, so it's quite, it's quite demanding. It takes a lot out of uh, you, it seems. Also, uh, one of the other principles is they are very, a bodybuilder compared to some of the people on the gym floor will be constantly looking forward to eat, if I can say, Uh, every muscle possibly having a body. So they are generally uh, doing some very specific exercise that my other not do. And uh, yeah, they are, you know, there's different sort of bodybuilder. That's why I learned over my last 15 years as a trainer. And um, yeah, it's, I would say it's definitely worse to listen to them, to uh, read. Uh, I remember Uh, I'm not gonna lie, I'm not gonna, <laughs> I don't buy a magazine like Beef magazine, for example, but I remember reading a couple of articles inside 
And uh, yeah, generally it's always, you know, good uh, advice. And uh, yeah, you can you can follow bodybuilder online. You can, and then after it's just like you. For me, uh, I, um, um, what I think about all these principles, they are good. It's, it's good uh, all around. It's just basically after I take it to a certain point to meet a certain level, and then I, I guess I have my own view. But it's, um, I, I think there is nothing wrong with that. It, I always think it's better that people had a, previously a, a sport background to give them a larger maybe understanding of uh, body exercising. But yeah, it's um, the bodybuilding gives you structure, gives you discipline, and I think like it's what most people need as well, you know. It seems to be very much a kind of male sport. I mean, obviously you do have women who not only do weight training but also uh, follow a bodybuilding path. Why do you think it's so appealing to men? It's the body image maybe... Um, affect maybe more nowadays men than women. Uh, maybe it used to be different in the past. I don't know. Uh, it's uh, well, it's main because uh, mainly men because well, obviously it's about lifting weight and a man body is uh, you know um, made in a certain way that obviously we can lift more weight physically than. Uh, maybe a woman. So I think it's, um, but you know, now I think the, the female competition and, and we did have an interview with Olivia, for example, recently with doing a bodybuilding competition. It does open up a bit more uh, uh, bodybuilding to everybody, uh, the different sort of uh, compet- uh, category, you know, in uh, when you compete in bodybuilding, help as well to talk to many, many people. And um, yeah, I hope you will, uh, like other activity like football or, you know, rugby, I hope bodybuilding will keep going that way and open their door to as many people as they can. Now, uh, Callum uh, spoke there in the interview about uh, his coach, Joe Ballinger, and the role he plays. Uh, how useful do you think it is if you follow not just bodybuilding, but any kind of dedicated training program? How important do you think it is to have a coach? And do you think you can do that kind of training without one? Well, I mean, he, he was looking for, in his case, he mentioned like uh, only online, okay? So not necessarily a one-to-one because I saw a witness Calum training on the gym floor here and he, he clearly, he doesn't need an extra help to do his workout. He, he needs a plan, okay? He wanted a plan. He asked Joe Ballinger uh, a plan, a structure, to follow, and he's uh, he's more than competent and skilled to 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 do that. So, um, without a coach, I don't know. I mean, it's uh, I play rugby most of the time. I mean, we have a coach, obviously, to not to play. I mean, we are the one who we play on the on the field and and do the the work. But the coach is here to give you some guideline and also just to maybe underline some issue, uh, maybe we need a change of a strategy or whatever. So we come to bodybuilding, uh, I guess they, they can talk about like the charge on the bar, uh, the system they want to use, the nutrition as well. Maybe, maybe the nutrition doesn't work for uh, certain, some of nutrition advice might not work with someone, might work with somebody else. So these kind of things, I guess. And uh, yeah, I think it's uh, how useful is. Uh, I think it's um, very useful. I mean, from what Karum uh, said, and I believe so. And in the conversation between the two of you, uh, there was a certain amount of uh, speculation over the relationship of diet and training on the gym floor. Uh, what do you think is more important if you want to improve your body shape? What you eat or how you train? Well, I guess the, uh, the answer is at the crossroad of these two uh, notions. It's, tra- I mean, training for me, I have to say training because I'm a sport guy and if you don't enjoy training, if you don't enjoy pushing yourself or these kind of things, uh, you can have an excellent diet Well, you will be stuck to a certain level, I guess. Uh, on the other way, if you love training and train hard, but you basically 
just constantly, consistently eat the wrong thing, you will just lower your, uh, I guess, your, you won't optimize your, the results. And uh, I would say that for me, training is more important, like let's say 70% and, uh, and then 30% for the diet. I'm well aware that a lot of people will might say just the exact opposite. But for me, yeah, training, it's, you know, it's like when I, if I was talking rugby, I mean, the game is the most important part of this. Of course, the preparation, the training, the food is important, but the game, if you don't have a clear understanding of what is a rugby game about, uh, and even what is a training about bodybuilding, you know, it doesn't matter what you eat. You you need to have a good understanding of what is the training about. Now, um, weights are obviously part of a uh, major part of the training. If you uh, do bodybuilding, uh, weights or and or resistance training, um, how best should people, even if they're not doing bodybuilding, how best should people train with weights or resistance machines, and how do they avoid burning off any muscle they add to their frame? So you see, that question is very much technical and uh, the answer can vary regarding the, the people, their, um, their capacity, their time as well, they're going to put into it. And uh, I would say, for example, like, you know, I was talking to Gabriel uh, about his own training and he, I remember him mentioning, like, he doesn't do squats with a bar, you know, behind the shoulders. He, um, he used the axe squat, okay? Uh, the reason why he says is because he didn't want to put uh, too much pressure on his hip. So that's, for example, uh, a specific answer here. Um, you want to decide when you come to weight, like uh, the strategy could be like, do you want to go for the volume? Do you want the number of reps, the number of sets, how many sets, how many reps? All these kind of things is... Um, I think also basic structure of of a, of, a, of a training. So you need to work out this uh, with your coach or with yourself and uh, find out how do you want to achieve all this goal. Um, out regularly, um, what I get from that is um, you can't train every day. You need your muscle to rest at some point uh, to allow them to grow. That's important. There's a cardio part as well. Um, I know the cardio is tricky when it comes to bodybuilding because obviously uh, you want to lose fat and not muscle mass. So that's my understanding is like the cardio have to be sort of low intensity. For example, like I saw a lot of people uh, using like a sort of uh, st step up uh, machine, like if we were climbing stairs, you know. So there's no running here, it's just like slow stepping. I'm not saying it's easy, it's just like slow pace, okay? Uh, or walking on a treadmill, but very much inclined, you know, like, um, I don't know, tan incline or something like that. So, yeah, it is uh, pretty much like you have different options to reach your goals in bodybuilding. But you got option, okay? You got like a few option, not like thousand of option. Volume, number of set reps, uh, number of exercise as well. Uh, you want to do, and um, they are quite. Uh, it's interesting if you are into it because there is a lot to to say about it. So that is true. And um, finally, on the muscle gaining and maintaining muscle mass question, how long realistically do you think it takes to add muscle uh, that's measurable? to an average male frame, which, let's be honest, is why a lot of people go into these kind of activities. They want to add muscle and they want it to be noticed. Again, the answer might vary a lot here. I would say if the person is a complete newbie and I've never trained and eat whatever he wants or she wants, I would say that uh, it can be quick, actually, because, I mean, if you, if you follow a trainer for let's say a month, and you train uh, three, four times a week, but obviously with adaptable uh, training weight at the beginning. I would say, like, can you imagine, like, over a month, you do something four times a week you've never done before, and you eat consistently the right thing for over this month? I'm sure you get, like, 
you're going to see some difference uh, right away. The question is after is, you know, what I'm going to say is to how can you make it last? And that's, I think, where everything gets uh, uh, trickier for everyone is how can you find a sustainable way of training for yourself and to maintain it for, you know, I would, um, I'm, I'm 42 now and I would say like, when we talk long terms, uh, fitness goal is to be able to keep doing that for decades, you know, and over the decades, basically, you're going to change. We talk about bodybuilding, weight strategy, you're going to change your approach or strategy. But I, uh, seven years ago, or eight years ago or so, I was getting too heavy and I did realize that uh, when I was playing tennis or rugby, I, I felt a bit too slow. Not saying I was getting fat, but heavy, you know, less agile, uh, less explosive. And I decided it, I, I changed my way of training and I keep that little things like, obviously I didn't bang around about it. I didn't, you know, write down a, a blog post or film feel my, myself saying that. But I know seven, eight years ago, I changed my, my approach and I decided to proceed mainly by combo. And more importantly, I increased the pace of my uh, training. So, for example, again, it's just me. Uh, it doesn't mean it works for everyone. But that's one of the... Uh, the strategy is that something uh, you need to think about for uh, not just for a year or two, but maybe a little bit further. Indeed. And finally, uh, uh, just to wrap up this part of the conversation a little bit. Uh, so has bodybuilding ever appealed to the ego of Julian Berthrat? Has it ever appealed to you? I have to say never one bit. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, it's again, I've got nothing wrong or uh, I used to have some good fine bodybuilder in France and, uh, and here as well and uh, I don't know it's just like uh, uh, when you my first love uh, take it all which is uh, the rugby and uh, and I think about I try to play rugby here or there during the year bodybuilding I'll just say um, I know it's, it's uh, people I just don't have time and also I think like for myself I'm a personal trainer, so I need to get myself out of the topic. You know, I can't just spend my time to train people and then on top of that, going for a competition myself. It doesn't work that way for me. I need to breathe. I need to, I need to take a step back. And uh, I like to repeat that um, motto I saw one day. Uh, I think it was Jose, Jose Mourinho uh, was uh, talking like that. He said, obsession never leads to success. To success, and I think like for me, it's very, that's something like that's my answer. I mean, I can't do training people and do bodybuilding. It's too much the same way. You need your you allow your brain to see other things, to feel other things. I like traveling, and uh, also I like food. That means I eat uh, uh, fast food things, but I you know I don't see food like fuel. You know, it's as simple as that. So it's um it's a pleasure first. Fair enough. And uh, if you are interested in finding out more about Cullum, you can do so. We'll put his social details in the show notes. Uh, and we'd just like to say thank you very much, Cullum, for taking the time to sit down and have the conversation with us about your training. Interested in popular culture, movies, music and politics? Then check out ageofdivision.com to read reviews, retrospectives, and commentary on the current crazy world we live in. Ageofdivision.com, where popular culture meets the world we live in. So every month on the podcast, as regular listeners will be aware, we dip into our mailbag and we take out two questions or comments that have come in and we have a little chat about them. And if you want to get in touch with us, and we do love it when people do reach out, I believe is the phrase, uh, to us, you can do so on our website, twoguysonfitness.com. You can also do so on his website, julienbertera.com. Or you can reach us on our social media, our Instagram, our Facebook, Facebook, our Twitter, and we love it when you get in touch. Okay, so first up this month is myself, and I have a question here from Tony, who says he lives in Ramsgate, and he has sent in a question 
through our website that reads as follows. I'm a 30s, late 30s year old guy that is considering joining a gym. I don't exercise regularly, but I'm active, walk a lot, 5 foot 11 and around 12 stone. What do you think is the best and fastest way to lose weight? I've got a spring wedding coming up and want to look my best. End of question. Okay, this is uh, a regular thing, uh, actually, where people have events coming up of some kind or another, weddings or holidays always seem to be popular, uh, and they want to lose some weight. Okay, so uh, what's the best way for Tony, our listener here, to do so? Um, so that he can be wedding ready. It's um, so first. It means you got like two, three months before your wedding. Um, it's not a lot of time, but from what I understand, you exercise, you're active, you say uh, yourself. So, um, what is the best and fastest way? Well, you have to. I think first of all, you have to consider training sometime twice a day not every day but I will say one weight session in the morning and one possibly cardio sort of like a spinning class the evening you know like if you when you do that for example when you do twice a day the day after I will suggest you to have a, a day off a training and then you get back into training but Monday to Friday you should consider exercising obviously there is um, you want to work on your strategy uh, at the beginning we don't I don't really know like what you can lift or whatever but I w- you should go for 12 15 reps you know long set two three set maybe two set the first week of these 15 reps uh, full body okay so maybe two sessions a week with a full body uh, strategy workout then something a bit more specific uh, for legs legs is always uh, a good one because that's the m- uh, most uh, efficient ex- uh, workout when it comes to burning calorie uh, the cardio don't overspend time on the cardio if you go for a run uh, 20 minute maximum um, try to run not to walk necessarily slow run and then if you feel like it just increase a little bit the first two weeks of this will sort of uh, set up uh, the tone of the rest of uh, of the remaining uh, weeks you have before your wedding so just at the beginning just turn up basically at the gym uh, three four time and uh, make sure you some of the day if you feel like it again uh, i will strongly recommend to do one morning you do the weights and the evening uh, not too late like 6 p.m you should go for yeah spinning or or a run you know like uh, it, it really helps to do that because it does boost your metabolism and uh, yeah i will go for that and and good sleep uh, you know and also if i might say yes the wedding is a great um, target and uh, income and to to look forward to but try to not see that like a um, uh, end off after that so see the wedding as a, as a checking point but then make sure you keep training because otherwise it sort of not makes sense you know indeed and uh, good luck with that tony lots of spin lots of running sounds like my idea of hell to be brutally frank but um uh, no pain no gain i guess anyway hope that goes well and you enjoy the wedding and next up i do believe julian the uh second question is from your good self yes next up we have the question from jen who asked this question also from our website i'm a busy 27 years old mom with a toddler living in newcastle I watched a video of Julia on the treadmill and though I don't run, I fell on one once. I want some cardio in my life. What is a good alternative to a treadmill to up the cardio? Uh, so, uh, Jen, you're a bit similar to me, funnily enough. Um, I don't run on treadmills either. Um, I'm not a huge fan of them. I think this is one of those things you either like or you don't like, isn't it? Some people like to do certain things, some people just can't bear them. But cardio obviously is important. Uh, so, if you don't run on a treadmill, but you want the same kind of impact in terms of what it does for your body, what are the alternatives? Uh, thank you for the question, uh, Jen. There is, so 
that's important to to say that what is the alternative to a treadmill uh alain you just mentioned like uh, impact you know uh there's different of, of cardio uh some do not provide the impact uh which is uh, a bike and a rowing you can still do rowing and bike they are very good uh, uh cardio Uh, I will follow if you do so um, a little video maybe like uh, online training or like a peloton bike or peloton world. They are quite good and uh, it's a nice screen, you know, because obviously if you want to do uh, uh, use a bike for 40 minutes, you need a bit of, um, you know, little uh, structure for these 40 minutes. The rowing machine very complete even more than the bike but uh, maybe more technical so again make sure you are okay with the rowing technique uh, now to get back to these impact things uh, if you want an alternative with the impact to the treadmill i will go for again you might see in some uh, gym uh, a step a stepper machine you know when uh, it looks like you climb step and uh, it's not running it's just stepping it's hard and slow and uh, yeah it will be a good alternative and uh, don't do not fear uh, again the the impact is very important for your skeleton and it make your joints um, stronger this is very important so obviously with the right pace and the right technique and uh, yeah maybe one day you might venture again on the treadmill with a slow pace for the slow run and uh, but as i say a stepper bike whirl that this free machine all together uh should be um perfect for you indeed 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 um so jen hope that's helpful for you and uh You can find one of those machines that can fill a hole in your life on uh, when you go to the gym. And that wraps up the questions this month on the Two Guys on Fitness podcast. And as I said before, if you do want to get in touch, feel free to do so because we love hearing from you. So there you go, Julian. That's another episode of the podcast out the way. Uh, we very much got into the whole caboodle. I'm going to use the term caboodle of bodybuilding. Once again, we want to thank Callum Georgiolides for taking the time to uh, share his experiences with us. It was fantastic. And if you do want to uh, see what Callum is up to, check out his social media, which I do believe is essentially his Instagram. See the show notes for that. And next month, what are we doing on the podcast, Julian? Yeah, next month will be all about cables, exercise with cables. And I love working with cable. It gives you more motion and mobility. So, yeah. Uh, great. Wonderful. Uh, and there'll be a video to go with that as well. So that's it. That's the end of uh, this episode. Until next time, whatever you do, we hope you have a wonderful time training and following a fitness lifestyle. I'm never really sure what that phrase means, but it feels appropriate to drop it in there. And until next time and those cables make an appearance, we say to you, enjoy your workout. Thank mm-hmm. you.